You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to The Day with Trey. It's Deontay Damper filling in for Trey this week and I think next week, this month. Either way, before we even begin with the show, remember to like, share, and subscribe to not just The Day with Trey, but to Converge Media because we're all over the place. Now, speaking of all over the place, we got a jam-packed show today, okay? First, first and foremost, we have the amazing co-executive director for PDA, which is Tara Moss. I'm so excited to have her here today. We also have Shavonna Taylor, who is a clinical director for Co-Lead. <laughs> Sorry. We have Brandy Flood from Reach. We have Abby Anderson from KCRHA, uh, who will give us more details about this five-year plan that I'm excited to actually talk about. I love talking about plans. But in the meantime, and then to end us, we have an amazing brother um, here from the Buffalo Soldiers from Tacoma to give us more details about their amazing event that's coming up this week, okay? Jam-packed show, so let's start unpacking. It's one of my community friends, Tara Moss. How you doing? I'm doing all right. So can you let us know your position again for PDA? Yes, I'm co-executive director at PDA. Co-executive director for PDA. Yes. So what does PDA stand for? Because before it was Public Defenders Association, yes. right? Yeah. Now it's Purpose, Dignity, Action, which I like a lot more, number one, because I am not a lawyer. So Public Defender Association was very confusing. Yes. It, it very much, well, it was, but why Purpose, Dignity, Action? I think it does a really good job of profiling the work that we do, whether it's direct services, advocacy, policy uh, support, and advocating for policy change. And let's unpack some of that, yes. the work that PDA does. Yeah. Um. Okay. You want me to just go? <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Um, so we do everything from direct services, project manage- management, advocacy. So, and we use all those different pieces. We're always trying to be informed and focused on those who are the most marginalized, mostly black and brown folks, people who are most impacted by the criminal legal system, but also impacted by limitations of a lot of direct services that um, aren't as harm reduction based as they need to be for our folks. So we have things like lead law enforcement, law enforcement assisted diversion, also let everyone advance with dignity. Uh, But we learned that, especially during COVID, for example, that folks needed more. They were pretty much left outside. There weren't that many resources available. Resources were coming online or not being underutilized. So then we looked into lodging options, and that was co-lead. To give you an example. And what is co-lead? Co-lead is interim lodging, um, harm reduction based. Uh, it still has the community coordination, public safety lens, but we're really meeting folks where they're at. We're providing them with resources, again, harm reduction based, so not abstinence required, uh, providing mental health supports and connections with services. And Shivana, who you mentioned, will do a great job of describing those in greater detail. Yeah, and, and I can't wait to talk to her about that. But you know, all the work that 
PD does. How how are you able to? How are we all able to navigate through that process of making sure that people receive these resources? Because you know, there's a lot of programs that are around that just leave people where they're at. Like, hey, well, you use, so I can't work with you. Hey, well, you've been through the the, the criminal justice system, so I can't work with you. Um, or you've been down, or you've been incarcerated before, I can't work with you. How do you? Dude. Well, first of all, we're like, those are our folks. Those, right. are, those are the people we want to work with because we understand for a lot of reasons, including that those individuals deserve services, deserve supports, that they are the people that our community. And when we're talking about public safety or we're talking about what's concerning that's outside, those are the individuals that people are often talking about. So if we don't have a solution for those folks outside, then we we don't really have any kind of solution for our city in a lot of ways. And they've often been left out of services before. So it is coordination. We're, we're working with all partners from businesses to service providers to we work with our prosecutors. We work with law enforcement at times. If they feel like this person would benefit from services, we will coordinate with them. And it's a lot of creativity. You yeah. know, there's a lot of situations where if someone is um, heavily using meth, for example, there aren't treatments available to them. So we have to problem solve. And I appreciate, I appreciate all the work that, that PDA does. I love PDA. I'll explain why later. But mm -hmm. in the meantime, y'all, we're going to take a quick break. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hailed as a 1776 worth celebrating. What will it take to get two dozen powerfully passionate individuals to settle their differences as they hold the future of our nation in their hands? Direct from Broadway, this is 1776. August 2nd through 6th. Tickets available at fifthavenue.org. Hey, I'm Vesa Gordon. You may have heard my voice on Hit 106.1 or seen me on Converge Media, but now I'm coming to TV. I'm hosting the newest show on Fox 13 called Back to Vesa. Check us out every weekend for the hottest topics, interviews, the latest trends, and uplifting stories. We're going to have so much fun, and teens, we got you too. Back to Vesa, Saturday nights, 10.30 on Fox 13, and Sundays at 10 a.m. on Fox 13 Plus. Hi, I'm Chelsea Richardson, spoken word artist. Come be a part of Poetry's Love Story and join us for a captivating fundraiser event, Poetry Love, on August 9th from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Sankofa Theater. This event will feature an incredible lineup of renowned poets and one mesmerizing musician, all coming together to raise funds for the Sankofa Theater. Tickets are available now at sankofatheaterc.com. We'll see you there. I went through a program called a new. They provided us with tools, transportation. They helped out with um, gas cards. My goal is to journey out with my company and then go into underwater welding. I get the opportunity to do home projects because I'm learning a life skill. This is something that can build a future for you, can build a future for your family. Good things come to those that work for their things. Visit the link at the end of this video to learn more. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine.
And you're watching The Day with Trey. I'm Deontay. I'm here sitting with Tara Moss from PDA. And we were just talking a little bit about just community. And during the break, I, I thought it was really important, too, to just bring up partnerships. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of some of the, a lot of the work that PDA mm-hmm. does. Can you tell us, unpack some of those partnerships? Yeah. Uh, one of those partners is right here, Brandy Flood. You're going to hear from her. She's absolutely brilliant. And we need those partnerships to do that creative problem solving and creative thinking, going places and, and thinking about services in a way that we haven't before. But we also work with um, all our other service providers. You know, we have staff who have lived experience. We have, um, we have a whole bunch of listening um, circles and, and information that we get from our participants. So we will u- utilize those partnerships to even improve services. So when we heard in housing in one location that people were going to get in trouble and maybe kicked out for their substance use, we were able to work with that partnership to help adjust that. See, and that's amazing because I just, I, I heard so many times, especially during the pandemic, how many people were just like left by the wayside mm-hmm. because either they relapsed or and there's so many different housing units that are funded through, through the states that kick people out because they look different than other mm-hmm. folks or because they are queer or trans or because or because they relapse. And I'm just really happy just to hear the work that Purpose Didn't the Action does Yes, the space. Yeah. So how can we be able to find more information? All right. See, you're testing me. That We hope that I remember my organization website correctly, but it's wearepda.org is where you can find out more information. Okay. And I appreciate you so much. And it yeah. is so important for community members to know more information about PDA and what they do and how they're able to move. So I want to thank you so much for coming well, here today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and we're going to move, we're going to quickly just go into the space where we move on to our next guest. Uh, I want to Welcome, Shavana Gaylor, to, to the stage. Well, not to the stage. Uh, she's the clinical director for PDA. Um, and just really just happy to, well, co-lead. I'm so sorry. I, I butchered that. But how are you doing today? I am fantastic and happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing really great. You look amazing, by Thank the way. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit more about your position with uh, co- clinical co-lead. director for co-lead? Yes. So I am. I work with the PDA. Um, under Tara Moss, who is our co-executive director, as well as Lisa Dugard. However, I am a part of the branch, the co-lead branch. We are the temporary housing. So there's several components to our branch. I'm the clinical director, but we have outreach. So our outreach team may go out and and identify individuals that would be an appropriate fit for our program and and assess. Um, And then we have our lodging sites. We have temporary lodging sites where individuals are actually housed and receive comprehensive case management. We identify barriers to stability. What's going on? Where have they been? What do they need? Um, and then we have the ultimate goal is is uh, supporting stabilization. So maybe long-term housing and, and impacting their quality of life and identifying what has meaning for them and, and helping them get to the path of, of healing and stability. I love that. And I, and I know that there has to be some challenges and pushback from some of the because this is statewide work, Absolutely. right? So what is it like like to, to kind of navigate through a space like King County, which would be more open, right, in the other counties that, so, that need some more learning or navigation? So what we have learned is that forced, uh, forced abstinence from substances doesn't work. It doesn't work. So what we we have a very unique model of meeting individuals where they are. And as the clinical director, I, you know, offer care coordination to the team, to mental health services, substance use services. Um, so we want to support them with 
creating a life that makes them want to be present for it. So it's a, it's, it's a different approach and it's unique, but we really are passionate and we've seen outstanding outcomes. Another um, facet that's really important for us in our work is because, of, of course, a lot of our people who go into this industry have lived experience, are connected to some of the disparities that our, our participants are facing every day. So we really look at who takes care of the individuals who take care of everyone else. So my role is significantly linked to supporting our staff um, and offering them a level of services that allows them to be more competent, successful, and, and collaborative, and just caring, compassionate um, when it comes to serving and supporting and seeing the humanity and, and caring for our participants and our program. It's so important. Yes. Um, when I just think of just about how much Seattle has, well, I'm saying Seattle, but the state has changed. Yes. Um, although we have been progressive, um, a lot of the com- a lot of the like the, the bills that have came out in the space have kind of been more harmful to people um, in that space. So I'm just so happy yes. uh, for the work that Co-Lead is doing to that space. Now, can you name some of the locations that are out here that we may have Co-Lead? Does Co-Lead have a specific location where they're at? We do have sites. We try not to name them oh, <laughs> intentionally. Um, but we we are. Ha- what's important to note is that there are hotel sites that really... Um, we see that we we are passionate about the the entire being of the person and we see them and and want to help them honestly i dare i say love them until they see the love in themselves sometimes so um really our hotel sites are really nice. They're well, they, they, they receive an extensive amount of support and compassion and care. There are places that I would want to sleep in. Um, and so it's really important that we note that the level of services that the individuals are receiving is so comprehensive and the level of care and the overall environment is such that, um, you know, when we transition them and when we're supporting them, they're supported with humanity and dignity as our name states. You better say that now. That was a commercial. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, let us know, to where can people be able to get a hold of you or get a hold of our community members? Do you know the website? This is a challenge today. <laughs> Look into this camera. Okay. Uh, definitely wearepda.org. And I am Shavana Gaylor. All of our staff are featured on the website. So you'll have access to me. Um, I work in tandem with our clinical director, uh, our, our, our medical director and interim program director, Ms., uh, Dr. Sin Katarski. So we both are operating um, and supporting our team with Co-Lead, but we are PDA.org and I am Shavana Gaylor, the clinical director, and you can access me on our website. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you so much for coming. I appreciate all our guests. We got, we still have more guests. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to, our next guest will be Brandy Flood and we will be back with the day with Trey. Hey guys, Basil Gordon here. Right now I am with my exclusive fam. And in case you missed it, August is National Black Business Month. So of course, Converge Media is going to uplift different black businesses across the Pacific Northwest. And we want for you to nominate your favorite by going to whereweconverge.com forward slash black business month. Again, that is whereweconverge.com forward slash black business month. And honestly, you never know. Drop my pull up. Hi, I'm Chelsea Richardson, spoken word artist. Come be a part of Poetry's Love Story and join us for a captivating fundraiser event, Poetry Love, on August 9th from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Sankofa Theater. This event will feature an incredible lineup of renowned poets and one mesmerizing musician. 
all coming together to raise funds for the Sankofa Theater. Tickets are available now at sankofatheaterc.com. We'll see you there. Hey, we are back here with The Day with Trey and my next guest. Don't need no introduction because I feel like I've just been talking to her for 30 seconds and I've already known her my whole life. So welcome, Brandy Flood, y'all. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We were just talking about how we both mutually knew somebody in community. And once somebody says that they know Tish, then it's like we we're family here. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Reach, can you let community know what your position is and what Reach stands for? So I'm the director of community justice for Reach and Reach is not an acronym. It's just the name of our organization. And so we work with uh, people experiencing homelessness and substance use in the community. We've been around for 28 years. We provide intensive case management and outreach to those folks. And we are the uh, case management, one of the case management um, contracts with PDA for the LEAD program. And so how is it to navigate through that process, especially being a director? I mean, you know, it, it's a it's a difficult practice, especially being a black director. Um, and I born and raised here in Seattle and working with people who are criminally involved, unhoused and substance users. Um, it, it's a it's a, a weird process because we're working right in line with the police department. We're working with prosecutors and we're serving the most vulnerable people in the city. And so um it, you're dealing with systems that haven't always been good to those people. So it just, it kind of tears at your spirit a little bit sometimes, but it is the work that we need to do. It is, it is my heart set and it is Reach's heart set is why we sit there between uh, very vulnerable people and systems that have harmed them in the past. And I love the fact that you said like, uh, and working with uh, like the police department mm -hmm. in order to get community members that access how is it to to get community members over that phobia even being navigated through that process you know i don't even know if people really get over it i think um the reason people engage is because of how we approach the work and how we meet people where they're at how we serve the most vulnerable and really lead serve the most difficult and resource the most difficult people so people who've been um shut out of every program shelter, whatever, the, the folks that nobody wants to work with, we show up and work with them. And so I think that's what helps people say, hey, I'm going to trust this program and trust that you're saying my life may get better if I work through these systems with somebody walking alongside of me. I know that's right. And the walking alongside is just so important. Mm -hmm. um, Reach has been pretty much, I, I said, I love what PDA does and I love what Reach does because you're a part of the community compass. You'll hear me say community compass a lot because it's important uh, to help communities navigate through that process. How was it navigating through the pandemic and now coming out? Wow. Um, you know, uh, LEAD, co-lead, REACH, we were some of the few organizations that were out there during the pandemic. And, you know, I'm always connecting it back to my ancestors. And so when you would drive through downtown after five and all the stores and everything was closed, all you saw left outside were black and brown people during COVID here in the fountain, here in the Pioneer Square area. And so we were like, they still need services. And so we were lucky to have the interim lodging with co-lead. We still were going and providing food, water, medical supplies, trying to connect people to services via telehealth and make sure people stayed on their medications, things of that nature. But it was like survival of the fittest out there for a while. So all of our services were outside. Yeah. And that has to be a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it had to be challenging, mm -hmm. but just you overcame it. So what are some of the things that we can look for? Is there any type of outreach that community can be doing to learn more about REACH? Um, well, our, our website is etsreach.org. So definitely go to our website. Uh, let's tell the camera because they need to know this. <laughs> etsreach.org is our website. Please go there. You'll see videos of our work. You'll see what we do. You'll see places where you can donate any funding. 
Um, the biggest thing community could do is love people who use drugs. Like, don't shut them out because they're using drugs. Don't shut them out because they're homeless. Don't shut them out because they have severe mental illness. That is the biggest thing community could do to make our work a little bit easier and vote for policies that support this community, that support them connecting to services, not putting them in jails and prisons. You know what? Now I see why you're intentional, best friend. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on today. <laughs> I and I'm just so ha happy how I was able. I want to thank Randy for coming mm -hmm. on today um, and make sure y'all check out Reach. The programs that are ha coming into community right now are so important. Um, that's why I made sure I put everyone in this space uh, to actually to show what the community compass can look like. And our next guest doesn't even need an introduction uh, with some of the work that she's doing with KCRHA, uh, Micro Abby Anderson, who's who I've known for a year, but. I'll let her just talk to you about it a little bit. Abby, how are you doing, girl? <laughs> I'm doing well, Deontay. Thanks for having me. And what is your position with KCRHA? So I am on the sub-regional planning team. So I'm the sub-regional planning specialist for South King County. Um, and we work together on some yeah, of that work. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and we'll unpack some of that in a few. Uh, but the five-year plan. Everybody in community just talks about, oh, well, KCRHA has this five-year plan. What is the five-year plan? Yeah. So first, let me back up because there's still a lot of folks that don't even know what KCRHA is. Right. Um, so we were founded um, by an agreement between King County and the city of Seattle in 2019 to unify and coordinate the homelessness response system. COVID happened, so we got a little delayed. Um, and in 2021, we hired our first employee. So we're just over a little over two years old. Um, and our five-year plan is really, you know, the, the root of the start of all of this work. So we, um, it's our strategic roadmap to dramatically reduce the unsheltered population in King County. And it starts really with identifying the problem, which is that in 2022, over 53,000 people experienced homelessness in King County. And wow. we do not have the resources and the shelter to meet that need. Yeah. And, and through that, you've curated the five-year plan. Yeah. And what has what has been done in the past year so far? Yeah, so so far, I mean, we a lot of the things in the five-year plan, there's a lot of activities that we will engage with for the next five years that will show how we're going to re dramatically reduce the unsheltered population um, across the full spectrum of homelessness services. But we've already gotten started with a lot of that work. So my team, we're already out in the community talking to elected officials, working with local jurisdictions and external partners. We've already done a lot of work on our severe weather response, making sure that that's getting improved so that folks... What is a severe weather response? Because yeah. some people might not know. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So in times, thankfully, it's been a relatively mild summer, but we know we get heat waves, we get intense smoke. In the wintertime, we can get snow and intense low temperatures. We want to make sure that folks that are living unsheltered have a place to go on those really um, severe nights. Absolutely. Yeah. And some of the other work that we've started already, um, you know, we're working on making sure that our outreach teams are coordinated. Um, so thank you so much to PDA, CoLead, and REACH. Um, they are amazing partners, especially when it comes to doing outreach and shelter coordination. Um, and so a lot of the work has really already been done, but we have a lot more to do and we're really excited to dive in. You know, one of my concerns, like what we're doing a lot of the work in Seattle a lot, but like I, majority of my community members that are impacted live in South King County. Yeah. Um, what has KCRHA done in the areas of navigating through that? 
yeah, I'm really excited to talk about South King County. So um, Deontay and I are working on, with a group called the Homelessness Action Committee, um, which basically brings together folks with lived experience, service providers, city staff, um, pretty much anyone who touches the homelessness response system, um, just to bring together and coordinate our organizing, our advocacy, um, and how we can plan for a better response and react to things that are happening in the South King community. That space is open if you all want to join. Um, and we are actually working- and it's Open to any, it's open to any people that are working in the services. Yeah, okay. yeah. anyone that's involved in the homelessness system um, or wants to be is welcome. Um, and through that space, we're coordinating what we're calling the sub-regional plan, which will show how we can implement this big five-year plan in South King County specifically to make it tailored to that community. See, I, I love that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's great to be a part of that space because you're seeing so many different from case managers to lived experience to yeah. to people who just want to be a part who live in South King and just want to make sure that they're also a part of making sure community members get that access. Yeah. Um, and what is coming up next for KCRHA? Any outreaching or community events that are coming up? Yeah, well, there's lots of ways to get involved on a regular basis. Right now, the biggest thing is my team working on these sub-regional plans. Um, so if you want to get involved in that, we're doing a lot of community outreach over the next couple of months to get feedback, to review, and just develop the content in community with other folks. Um, on a daily basis, though, there's lots of ways to get involved in KCRHA or the Homelessness Response System from advocacy or community engagement. Um, we partner with WeRN, who does a lot of that work. Um, we post volunteer opportunities on our social media every Friday. Um, and then we also um, just information sharing, staying up to date on what's happening and sharing that information with your communities is one of the most meaningful ways to engage. See, and I, I love that. And then you do have like monthly check-ins where people can kind of get a review of... There's there's lots of spaces. So um, I, I would keep keep an eye on our social media for South King County, which I know most of. Um, you know, we have the Homelessness Action Committee. We have the Forum on Homelessness, which I just came from right before this. Um, there's lots of different ways to get involved, and we will be having some meet upcoming meetings as well. And where can, can you look in that camera and just let people know yes. where they can be able to find y'all? Yes, absolutely. So our website is kcrha.org. Um, all of our social media pages are at kingcorha. Um, and then you can also just email us directly at info at kcrha.org. And, you know, if you want to try and get a hold of me, email that email and they'll get it to me. <laughs> email that email first. Mine's complicated. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and appreciate you. We got one more guest, y'all, and we'll be back with the day with Trey. And we're back with the day with Trey. Our next guest is the wonderful Kevin Washington from Buffalo Soldiers Tacoma. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Yeah, doing great. Good. Glad to Hold be up here. the mic a little bit. There you go. You bet. Okay. How are you? I'm doing just wonderful. For people who aren't familiar, because I mean I am, but what are the Buffalo Soldiers? If, uh, what are the Buffalo Soldiers? All right, we're the Buffalo Soldiers Museum from Tacoma, Washington, and we're all about military history, preservation, and education. We've got educational programs for kids. We have a physical site where we've got artifacts, books, and information about the Buffalo Soldiers. And we also do educational programs with local schools in the Tacoma area. That's amazing. And how long has that been established? Well, the Buffalo Soldiers uh, got started in 1866 and then disbanded in 1947 when the uh, U.S. government decided to fold the colored troops and the segregated soldiers into the U.S. Army. And one of those soldiers served in World War II, then in Korea, was captured, came out, and then settled here 
in the Tacoma area, set up a museum that's been in existence in his home for about 15, 18 years. And his daughter owns a home, he's passed on, and the museum is situated right there on Wilkeson in Tacoma. That is amazing. How important is it? And when I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, as you're giving me this history, I, I am just, my heart is breaking because I think about certain states that are trying to erase our history. Um, and I, when I think about Pierce County, I don't think I don't I I don't think about our Black history out there, but it's this it's well in our state in general. Right, and what a lot of people don't know about the history of Washington is that there are actual towns founded by people of color in Washington State, and when it comes to the military service that many African Americans served in with pride and, and dignity and great accomplishment. They're spread all over the country. They're spread all over Washington state. Um, there are connections to Seattle. One of our projects is to take the Buffalo Soldiers Museum. We're working with the city of Seattle to take over the Black Band Barracks building at Fort Lawton wow. in Discovery Park so that we can move the museum from Tacoma up to the building right there off the parade grounds at Fort Lawton. Now that's amazing. And you, and how long have you been with the Buffalo Soldiers? I've been with the Buffalo Soldiers a little over three years. Um, at the moment, I'm doing a really bad job of semi-retirement as a serial board member. I'm doing four nonprofit boards, and one of them is the Buffalo Soldiers Museum. I'm also one of the lead folks on the project that the Buffalo Soldiers Museum has with the city of Seattle around all the work we've been doing for the last couple of years to uh, get on their radar, first of all. We have a... An, a an ordinance that needs to be overturned to allow us to occupy the building. We're trying to get a memorandum of understanding with the city. We've got other folks who are partners in this project with us. Historic Seattle, Tabor 100, Urban League, um, Northwest African American Museum, NAACP, and others. All of these folks have connections to the community because what's been lost as far as the history here in Seattle is all of the connections, all the families who are currently in Seattle some have been in Seattle for generations. They've had family members who've been soldiers stationed at or have gone through Fort Lawton. And we want to try and bring that connection to the community back. Yes, and let's bring that connection. But a lot of the other connections you're doing is through your community events. Do you guys have a yes. lot of community events coming up? What are some of those? Well, we've got two events coming up. We have a golf event coming up on the 24th of uh, August at Eagles Pride Golf Course down in uh, right off of uh, Joint Base Fort Lewis. And then Labor Day, we have a really big event, a baseball game with two teams from Fort uh, Joint Base Fort Lewis. And we're going to have a community events. There's food trucks. Um, admission is free. We're expecting a couple of thousand people to be there. And it's going to be a great fun game. We're going to get started around 10 o'clock in the morning. There's musical acts. So uh, if you're interested, Buffalo Soldiers Tacoma.org. Okay. Look, go ahead and look. I was going to tell you to do it, but go ahead and tell them about your community event where you, where they, people can find you. All right. You can get information about both the golf tournament and the Labor Day Festival at www.buffalo soldiers Tacoma, all one word.org. And you can give us a call or get involved in the website. We've got information about both of those events right there at the website. And I appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much for preserving our history. Thank you for and having making, me. And, and it's really just important for community to really get involved in that. Because if we're not preserving our history, we'll be looking like Florida. And somebody else will tell the history.
Right. That's right. That's right. So thank you so much for coming on. I want to thank all of our guests that came on today. Tomorrow we have a jam-packed show. We have the, the blockers to talk a little bit about momentum. We got another Buffalo Soldier, Lenny Lynn's, coming on tomorrow to talk to us more about some if, some stuff that are going on with Buffalo Soldiers in Seattle here. But above all else, you know who's the best guest we'll have? We'll have you tomorrow here at The Day with Trey. I'm Deontay. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.